to create, we must imagine. Creation comes out of imagination. You first see a thing in your mind's eye, but it helps to have a project, a thing that you are doing, which is a preparation for something that has not yet manifest itself. Here are some examples. Noah and the Ark. The Ark was a project, but it was a different project than we normally do in the world. A crazy project. And yet it was a project based upon knowledge. The knowledge which comes from the unseen world so that Noah's faith had an outward manifestation, a work, an actual tangible work with his hands, something to do, which can be so helpful. Oftentimes people talk about manifestation and creation in the realm of, or rather, in the context of um, thinking and affirmations. But it really helps to have a project, something that you are doing which upon which um, which only makes sense if the future is what you believe it to be, the, the impossible thing which you believe it to be. And this is different than normal work. With normal work, it seems like you fill all of the positions yourself, or at least you think you do, the positions that make the thing come about. First of all, you are the revealer. You are the one that decides what the future will be. I want such and such. So you must reveal to yourself what you want, which is kind of a silly way of putting it. Basically, you just kind of decide you want something. And then you must be the believer. Okay, so now that I've decided what I want, now I've got to exercise my faith towards the belief that not only is the thing I imagine possible, but that it indeed is my future. So with normal work, you are the revealer and the believer, and thirdly, the deliverer. I mean that in the sense that a package is delivered to your house, not so much like deliver out of bondage. So I guess that applies in a sense. So number one, I decide I want this thing. Number two, I have to believe it into, up into possibility and even um, inevitability. And then thirdly, I go to work doing a work. So I was talking about a project. And I was saying that what I'm talking about is different than normal work. And so, um, so I, I go to work 
to bring about the thing that I have imagined and believed all along. And interestingly, when it's all finished, I look back. Well, and I should say, first of all, that if I am able to bring into the world the thing that I imagined, many do not. And the books are written by those that actually win. It is not written by the people who try but don't, but fail. But if I finish, then I can look back. And of course, I have myself to praise for every step along the way. I wanted it. I imagined it. I believed it. And I delivered. People often wonder whether manifestation techniques are of God or are they of the devil. But I wonder if it's a wrong question. And the devil is in the details, and virtue resides in minute particulars. One thing I think that I can say definitively about it is that that which causes us to praise and you could almost say worship ourselves is different fundamentally than that which causes us to praise and give gratitude to the divine and even to others. Okay, so, so to bring it full circle, project-based creation or manifestation, if that's what you want to call it, I think I could add divinely inspired project-based creation. It begins with a revelation, something that comes out of the unknown, out of the unseen, something that you could never expect, something that was not in your plans, but that really is in keeping with your deepest desire for fulfillment and happiness for yourself and others. Such is the case with the beginning of this story. Well, the story I was mentioning of Noah. So it begins, it is not Noah's desire that causes him to imagine a flood. The idea that a flood is coming and that the most prosperous thing he can do, which will best provide and enrich his family um, at, at that time, is to build an ark. Right? Because the world's going to be flooded. And there might be a bunch of other people out there imagining and thinking about what they want and trying to imagine it so they can bring it to themselves. But of course, you can see that if there really was a flood coming, that the thing to do would be to build an ark or find some other way to survive the flood. Well, an ark would probably be the only way in those days, or a boat. And so now, he has a project. He's got to do this this boat, build this boat. And he also has another dilemma because in that th that three-piece thing I talked about there, the um, to imagine, um, to believe, 
and to deliver, the one part that is ours, really, is to believe. And we can see here already that the first piece of it came from the unseen world to Noah, from God. So, And then the second part, okay, what can Noah do? Well, he can believe. But it's hard to just sit on your rear all day and believe, right? It's like, boy, there's there's something coming, and and um, and I've got to believe it. And so God gives Noah a project, so that with every log he cuts, with every you know piece he puts together of this ark, it's reinforcing in his psyche. You know, he's thinking about water, right? He's thinking about water coming in. Where will the water come in? Where could it, you know, where, where have I not put enough pitch in between the logs, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he's thinking to himself all the while. And so that this, this um, without even having to try, like we talk about like affirmations, man, I got to say those affirmations enough times. It's like, but when you are operating in this way, it's like it's like it already is self-affirming so that he's got this project and he's thinking about the water coming in. And the more he thinks about it, the more he sees it in his mind, the more it becomes a reality. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and the more he just as he as he builds piece on piece, you know, he's going to also receive insights. Right. Like, oh, do it this way. Do it that way. No, no, not like that. You know, so he's he's reaffirming his connection with the unseen world. Number one. And number two, he's reaffirming the reality of a future event, the reality of something that he cannot yet see, but which is real. And of course, we focus on the bad part, the fact that there's, you know, the Lord's going to be destroyed by flood. But the truth is, is there's this great prosperous land on the other side of it where, you know, of course, everybody who's, you know, going around you know, doing bad things to people is dead, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's a beautiful thing on the other side, a promise. So it's that old story that comes back and back and over and over again of a promised land on the other side of the flood. So there's this project given whereby that reinforces the thing which is coming. And this is the way this works best. And it's intentional. Another good story to look at from uh, from modern culture is that that show where the guy builds the field out in his cornfield he builds um he builds a, a a baseball stadium and the old team that he loves comes back um you know and there's the phrase that everybody uses if you build it they will come okay right exactly that's how it is so there's something coming right and if you build it they will come Okay, who? They, those who reside in the unseen place. Right. And that's where we stand today. Do you want to see the unseen thing? Well, then it's like you need that project. What's that thing that you should be doing? Which is preparing for the thing that nobody could see. The thing that will make you look crazy. What's the similar similarity between the two stories? Noah looked crazy. So did the guy that built the field. Remember the story? Builds the field, building the baseball diamond and everything, and everybody's like, what? You know, you're crazy. Right. So that's what we need. And, you know, 
Well, I, I guess I should finish up the, the, the three points. The third point is deliver. So then, you know, in the other model, it's like, okay, I imagine it, I, I believe, and now I must work for the delivery. But in this scenario, there's no way that you can deliver, right? So there's no way that Noah can bring a flood. It's outside of the realm of human capacity to bring a flood. Not that he would even want to necessarily, but that's what's coming. And a new promised land on the other side of the flood. And then there's the the story with the guy with the baseball diamond. You know, he he can't bring the thing out of the unseen world. So it's not his job to deliver. And so yet again, the only piece that we have in all of this is the belief part, the part in the middle. Okay, the idea comes out of the mind of the divine out of the mind of God into our hearts and minds, then we act and look crazy, right? Because we're acting upon something which is coming, which cannot be seen, but which we know from the unseen world. And it's hard to believe when the world is calling you crazy, but you get these projects, these things that you're supposed to do. And as you do them, it reaffirms your faith. And then eventually, when it oftentimes when it appears that all is lost and that the baseball team is not coming, or, you know, the flood is not coming, or the thing is not coming. The, you know, it's just right at the last moment, like like Moses before the part, Red Sea parts, and here comes the, the you know, the Egyptians. It's like, and the, all the people are saying to Moses, you know, um, oh, pray, and or, or they're saying, why did you lead us out here, you know, into the wilderness to be killed? And then the water parts at the very last moment. So, so then you get to the other side, and what is your natural impulse? Well, first of all, your natural impulse throughout it, as it becomes more real, even though you can't see it yet, is to praise the unseen divine thing which has spoken and condescended to speak to you. Okay, and then when it's all said and done, and you are delivered, and it for, delivered from danger, but um, but also like when when the unseen world delivers upon its promises, well, then you are not because you have to have reminded yourself and you put a you know a string around your finger. Now, remember to thank God, but naturally out of impulse, it's like, oh, dear God, thank you. Thank you. Right. So that all those who really believe have always looked like fools until the point of divine deliverance. And then the people praise for a while until things, well, until they don't. <laughs> because they can only believe in that which they can see. They can only believe in things which they can imagine. I think because they don't really want to know the divine. They don't know the unseen world because they're not li they're not yet listening. And that's how it is. And some of them come to believe through the whole process, really believe and begin to believe in things that they can't even see. Some do. Perhaps that's why we walk through all the we walk through the show. <laughs> we we play out the parts upon the stage so that people can watch it played out before their eyes and eventually go, oh, 
I see, I get it. It doesn't come from me. It comes out of the unseen world. Right. All right, that's it for this time. God bless.